friends, and welcome to The Corporation, the podcast that's too fun to fail. Each episode, we speak to the employees of Hogswood Cooper Media, the global conglomerate that operates everything from sports arenas to big agriculture, and we celebrate the people who make HCM so successful. I'm your host, Dean Ardenfell. Let's get into it. Our first guest is a government relations manager for Chodsworth and Thunt, where he primarily lobbies in Washington, D.C. on behalf of the exciting hydraulic fracturing industry. His friends and adversaries call him Frack Attack. And on the weekends, this overachiever is into parasailing and heliskiing and base jumping. Please welcome Karsten Bentwood. Hello, Karsten. Oh, Dean, thanks for having me on so much. Love DC. Great city. Underrated. Great city. Great city. It is underrated, isn't it? It's like so many people just skip it. It's either either you're going to live in uh, LA or you're going to live in New York. But me, I'm a DC boy, born and raised. Wow. And I am so happy to be here today. That's talking great. to you, Dean. You know what, Karsten? It's funny because uh, people don't realize that DC is really, that's where the action is. That's where the power center of America is. That's Nonstop. It is the pitcher's mound. It is the 55 yard line it is center court it's where it all goes down every single thing i am i am struggling to keep up with all the sports metaphors because i myself have not a i'm not a sporting man dean you don't like sports i am a little i am a little uh i'm trying i'm trying i'm learning did you not have a father i'm learning i went on a few dates with a woman who was trying to teach me the tennis scoring system and it uh it did not work out it's Um, all about love uh it is now you're a lobbyist which a lot of people think of that as a as a dirty word but it's a por- an important part of the democratic process that yeah don't definitely a, right a corporation should be able to hire people to advocate for its interests right a corporation is a legal person that's true it, it is now isn't Dean. it we've actually changed the laws and now a corporation is a legal person which is it must be exciting for you it's great news it's great news all around things are bustling people are happy i can advocate for the rights of a of an organization as if it is a human being that human being can own a bank account drive a car yeah. get a driver's license adopt a kid Why, and and have you have you represented uh the interests of companies who have done that who have who have Performed as though they were human beings they and are adopted all children. And as if they're human beings. Adopted children, taking care of employees. What's the difference? It's all the same thing. Basically, every company is looking out for the men and women that it employs. That's, I, 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 I'm trying so hard to follow what you're putting down here because it seems like a, uh, are you, are you making an analogy between the company's employees and as if they adopted children? Or are you saying they're people now and they're literally adopting children? Yeah. The company I'm working for is currently adopting its employees and taking them on as family. Is that so? One big family. A it's fracking family. One big fracking family. That's fracking fantastic. and family. Now what fracking and family. Mm, that's alliterative. I like that. So you're, so, so, a lot of people think lobbyists are, are doing the, the devil's work because they, there's so much money. They're basically allowed to be a middleman to bribe you know, Congress to vote the way they want to. But that's not true, right? Dean, who told you it's the devil's work? Quite frankly, we are not evil. We are doing what we need to do. Right, right. And uh, I've also heard that um, l- lobbyists can sometimes just write boilerplate language that just gets adopted into the law without even being read. Oh, yeah, but you can do that, too. Anyone can do that. Write a letter to your member of Congress, your senator. So if I wanted to just write a law and then I could send it to my congressperson... And And if it's good, it might get in. Wow. It's like... um it's like a letter to the editor or an, uh, an open letter mic. to Santa Claus. Same thing. What do you want for Christmas this year? I want fracking to be un- not taxed in any of the following states. Texas. 
Arkansas, wow. California. Yeah, speaking of those states, um, you know, fra- fracking is such an interesting and exciting uh, industry. Definitely, it's the, it's the future. It's a work underground. You can't even right. see it happening. Right, and that's- Who doesn't what, want that? Exactly, you want things to be under the surface. So fracking companies aren't poisoning communities' water and land and crops and dumping like toxic sludge and then sometimes like displacing whole towns. No, certainly not. Of course course not. not. A A fracking company is going underneath the ground, finding resources that have been hidden away from us, the people, the the people who were meant to find them in the shale. Yes, we might be going underneath and using explosives or atomic weapons to basically blow the ground up to separate the oil from the shale. But wow. uh, we used atomic weapons before. That's We've used them in all sorts of places. That's true. They're on submarines. Definitely. Safe to use there. Nuclear power, not a big hit in the United States, but maybe one day it will be. But it shouldn't be because fracking is a much better way to get energy and is a lot safer. Right. That's true. Now, I, I was thinking it was a combination of water and chemicals, uh, some of them toxic. But you're saying they're going right for the uranium. Oh, definitely. Like the, definitely. Yeah, the rich uranium yeah, down underneath. Definitely. The, get it underneath there. Blow it right up. The best way to get the energy. It's quick out of the and shale. fast. Definitely. Wow. That's fantastic. It's not about getting the energy out of the shale. It's about separating the energy from the shale. It's about. What's the difference? The difference is, is that if you were getting the energy out of the shale, the energy would be in the shale, but the energy's around the shale. You okay. gotta just crack it up, get it out. Boom, in your car, you're driving, SUV, having a great day. And everybody wants one of those, right, Dean? Uh, sure. I got to be honest, uh, Karsten, you have a real circular way of talking. Is this uh, something you employ when you're trying to sway? Dean, can I call you D? Sure, cool. oh, call D. me D. No one's ever called me by an initial before. That's not an I initial, feel very it's cool. a nickname. Okay, great. D? I, I, I'm down for it. Yes, Karsten. D, how do you get to work every day? Oh, uh, well, I have a 98 Toyota Corolla. Nice, and what does that run on? Uh, unleaded gasoline, Perfect. I believe. Perfect, that's what we like to hear. And you know what that means? You no. are supporting the fracking industry every day well, that's when good you drive to, to work. I'm you and millions of Americans. Right, that's true. Now, is, are you at all concerned that eventually, million, those millions of Americans, we will just run out of shale to exploit and other natural resources and we'll be stuck because we won't have invested in more renewable sources of energy? No, I, I think that is a huge misconception, a huge misconception. Look, the, the company that I'm currently working for, Chobsworth and Dunt, not only advocates, not only advocates for the use of oil. I had but, to, I have to update my notes here because I had it as Chodsworth, but clearly those D's are B's. So Chobsworth. Oh, Chobsworth. Chobsworth and Chobsworth and Thunt. It's a little bit of my dyslexia. I just no, it might be apologies a, for the it might be a bit of my, might Chobsworth. Be, it might be just thunt. a bit of how much um, saliva is in my mouth right now. <laughs> are you uh, a, are you a well, yeah, I was going to say, are you, are you talk a, a lot? Do you s- talk produce a lot. a lot of, yeah, yeah of course. Really well, you talk, talk a lot, lot, so you yeah, probably you produce fill up the space more saliva than the average person. Definitely. You know, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. You know when you do those aptitude tests when you're a kid? Yeah, of yeah, course. Just, like, do you want to be a lawyer or yeah, a doctor? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I just got so much saliva all over mine that they put me straight into lobbyist school. <laughs> Is that so? Yeah, I just flooded the desk right then and there, and they said, this boy's wow. meant to speak. Right. Anyway, we are not just lobbying for the use of ne- the use of resources that are finite. We're mm-hmm. also lobbying for the government to adapt and change ah. at the same time. Right. So, and but you're not. I don't see any renewable energy companies on the Thobsworth and Thunt. Chods. Sorry, I'm screaming. Chodsworth and Thunt. Chodsworth and. <laughs> 
So Jobs worth and thunk. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to wipe your microphone off after uh, this I interview. Just, <laughs> I don't see any renewables, so so you're saying... You're saying after fracking, what comes after fracking? It's a two-step process. Frack today, mm -hmm. blow wind in a windmill tomorrow. Oh, okay. So you are you are a supporter of natural. Well, I believe in it myself, but at the mm -hmm. moment right now, we've got a whole lot of natural resources in the ground that we should blow up, expose, and make right. the use out of. Right, right. And yeah. we've got plenty of nuclear weapons. Definitely. We should use those two for something, shouldn't we? Well, yes. I'm saying, you, yes, we're using the uranium to frack the... Sh Exactly. Shale. So in a moment, I'm going to bring on my second guest. I'm just so excited uh, to, to have her join the conversation here. But real quick, uh, you're an adrenaline junkie. What, what, uh, what are some of your favorite life-endangering hobbies? My favorite life-endangering hobby right now is you get a sailboat strapped up to the back of a Humvee, and you drive that Humvee on an airplane, off the airplane, and while you're flying, you have to pull that sailboat off the back of the Humvee and expose wow. the sails so that you land gracefully in the Atlantic Ocean like a dove. And what happens to the Humvee? Oh, it's most certainly destroyed, but it's a consequence that we've got to take, and that Humvee's an important car to purchase to support the oil industry. I see. It all comes full circle for you, even your hobbies. Everything's full circle, right? Everything. And everything. It's, it's like you reap what you sow, right? 100%. And like everything that we're doing right now, yeah, eventually you, we will reap the how do you think that consequences. We, um, how do you think that we made this microphone that I'm getting covered in slobber that you're most certainly going to have to replace? I, I, I don't uh, know. It's polycarbonate plastics from the fracked. Frost, fossil, oh, fossil the fuels fracked. that have See, been fracked. I'm very bad at saying the same thing that I think someone else is going to say. Oh, do you want to try? It's not a, sure. Okay, uh, let's say so the name of my say. company on the count of three. <laughs> Great, perfect. One, two, two three. three. Chudsworth and Living Funk. Okay, you did it again. <laughs> Great. You see, you're... Uh, you're a better communicator than I, and that's why you are the one with the saliva and the job. So we're going to bring on our next, uh, our next guest here, um, and I'm so excited to do so. Our second guest is an associate sales representative for Zarlanga Fashion, the world's leading designer and manufacturer of training bras, denim blazers, and Kevlar vests. She's also an avid Zorber, which we'll find out all about later on when I ask her about it later on in the interview here. Please welcome Coco Griggs. Yes, hi. Hi, Coco. Hey. And of course, Karsten, you can jump right in here and participate in the conversation. This is a, one big conversation with all of us here. Mm -hmm. uh, Coco, mm -hmm. you make some of the most affordable uh, clothing on the planet in great quantities. That must feel good. Oh my gosh, it feels so good. Just like a well-fit training bra feels really good and helps girls' confidence. Right. We actually really pad our training bras. It's our signature move to make all little nine-year-olds feel confident when Nine. they put that first that one on. The, is that, I'm not, so I was never a little girl, so I don't know what mm -hmm, the appropriate mm -hmm. age for a training bra is. I mean, it's perfectly normal for nine-year-olds to wear a training bra. We just make sure that ours make them feel like a woman. So like a B cup for a nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. That's like our one of our one of our models for like our more conservative mothers, but like typically we go up to like a C or so. It's like you know. Wow, that's yeah. fantastic that you're giving young girls so much. Mm -hmm. Didn't you have any tips on conservative mothers? I got all sorts of statistics about them. Oh, How yeah. they so, vote, what they support, what they like. Speaking of support, we also make sure that our training bras, you know, like really help girls feel like they can support their friends to come buy more training bras. Mm. So like all of them have an inspirational message written on the inside of the bra. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's like B-U-B-C. Like in the letter C, like again, C cup. So it's like B-U, but then B-C. Yeah. See, I'm very it's confused. It's like a thinker. Because um, I've, I've pictured that in four different ways I know are wrong. So B U 
Not the letters B-U like Boston no, University. No, it's like B-E-Y-O-U. And then B, and but then B- B-E, not the letter Correct. B. Correct. And then C. C, but not S-E-A. Just the letter C. Just the letter mm-hmm. C. Yeah. I think it's, I understand the, the we have now. We have very intelligent clientele and we want to like really make them think. Yeah. So we that's what we do with that. I get um, it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a smart man, but I do understand that finally. It's okay. Um, and so, and so your company uh, sometimes comes, comes under fire for, uh, you know, mass producing so much clothing that mm-hmm. a lot of it ends up, uh, you know, in landfills and, uh, and can't be recycled. And, uh, but that's, that they're blowing that out of proportion, right? There's uh there's a need for these these clothes all over the world. Right. No, absolutely. So, yeah. So people who complain about like the fact that this fashion, you know, goes to landfills. First of all, think about this. Eventually, everything biodegrades. It may take thousands of years, but eventually oh, it's gone. Right. Um, you know, and so we make things that look as nice as they can for as long as they can. Right. And then... Well, when you think about it, uh, the natural gas that we're getting out of the shale once was dinosaurs, right? Exactly. So, so one like, day... These bras will be a human being. That's that, amazing. They, that is amazing. See, that's not where I was going with it. That is that's amazing. Interesting. I mean, I, how would the bras eventually over time become a human being? So like if everything <laughs> biodegrades, right? Like so if everything biodegrades, sure. then eventually like they become part of the plants and then people eat the plants mm. and then the plants become, it's like in the Lion King right. when Mufasa's like, but Simba, we eat the grass yeah. and like that, or we eat the antelopes that eat the grass. So circle. like we are the ants. It's a circle is of like, life. So it's like that. So right. like, so like our, you know, our Kevlar vests mm. and our denim vests and mm-hmm. our, and our training bras, they're all eventually going to biodegrade and it's going to like serve the people of the future because they're not going to biodegrade in the next thousand years they're not going to biodegrade in the next ten thousand years it's going to be a while and like that's something you know you can count on right like we're investing in future humans that is looking out for the future generations that's a better example of that than i've ever thought of like if i were 50 years from now if it was super cold out and i was poor and wandering the wasteland of the post-apocalyptic future right like we all will be and i dug up a a denim blazer right you'd have that that would be and Mm -hmm. steampunk is like kind of out right now but it will come in again so a lot of like our older models that people commented on the fact that they were not selling they're all in landfills right now Mm -hmm. so you'll be able to find them dig them up brush them off and steampunk will be in after the apocalypse for sure fashion is a cycle energy is a cycle I've marked down all the landfills that I know close by on my map so I'm ready for that when the apocalypse happens I know where to go look for well, now, steampunk exactly. jackets. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we're that close to the apocalypse. But you don't. Um, we definitely are. We are very, very close. We're. Po- I'm positive. Oh, you definitely. know more than you both probably know more than I do. Then. Mm. Chad's just preparing. Mm, mm. Now, um, how do you respond that uh, the labor pool of your company has uh, Coco has an average age of eleven point five? And uh, average hourly wage of nine cents an hour. Sure. Yeah. So first of all, you have to remember that like an average is a composite of numbers. So like, mm. yes, there are some 11 year olds and yes, there are some people who are younger than 11, but there are right. also plenty of 13 and 14 year olds working in our factories. So great. Oh, and obviously, you know, it can really skew the numbers. Uh, you might have right. one 95 year old or a few 80 year old women. Right. They mostly don't stay very long, mm. but um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, is it, I the, is it the conditions? They die. Yes. So they, yes, they, we've had some complaints about facilities not being adequate for elderly workers. Mm. Um, 
which is why we mostly focus on the youth because they're very resilient. Right. And, you know, like I said, we have a lot of 13, 14 year olds and a lot of them have been working here since they were seven. So wow. they have seven years work experience that they could put on a resume at any time. Wow. And so, you can't trust those surveys. Those are filled out by those people themselves. They mark down their own ages. Who doesn't want to be 25, 30, 40 years right. younger? Exactly. It's like lying to get into the army or something. Exactly. Right? exactly. So yeah. some of these kids come in at seven. They get their first training bra at nine. Exactly. Well, they're, they're middle management by 13. Right. Exactly. And like, yeah, and there are plenty of them that look plenty old, even though they're like definitely younger. their faces like look like they've seen some sure, stuff of course. so i've seen you know. some of those pictures and mm-hmm. they look i think i think that's got to be a 40 year old and nope it's right no it's they're child. six yeah, yeah. Right. um no yeah so yeah we do actually you're right allow our um our workers to take home any sort of training bra anything that like is defective oh. in any way they're allowed to take it home wow. so like we're honestly like really pushing again like pushing back on stereotypes of like what fashion industry is like we give back to our communities right. anytime they make a bra that like is missing a strap or missing both straps or like mm-hmm. doesn't have a bodice part to it right. they can take those home granted if they take home an intact strap that could have been attached to a bra that is a problem and we do fire those workers immediately uh-huh. and uh, what would happen if, uh, if for say, say there was a Kevlar vest that was not capable of stopping bullets would you let them take that home and wear it um absolutely uh, we would unfortunately Fortunately, so normally, yes, but unfortunately, mm. all of our Kevlar vests have had a lot of problems stopping bullets lately. So now at this point, it's like industry standard. I do know so, there is a, yeah. uh, a, a suit going on. It's a huge attack. Right. So yeah, I can it's talk. It's offensive. Yeah. I'm sure you guys deal with this all the time, but Definitely. like, okay, so for so example. I know that your Kevlar vests went right. overseas and then a, and lot, then of a lot of people died. Right. Right. I mean, they're, first of all, you have to remember they're in a war. So like That's people right. in wars die. So that's, that's a thing true. that happens. That's true. First. Second of mm-hmm. all, like it's industry standard for things to not always work. Like, you know how mm-hmm. like if you look at like a batting average, like sure. a batter can bat like a like a seventy five and be sports and people are like, so Oh my god, they're amazing. Up. Right. We need to date more people who are into sports. Right, <laughs> right. So like the only industry where it's like not acceptable mm-hmm. to like bat a hundred is like if you're like in the movies or like on stage, cause like people notice when you mess up your lines. But like, if you're honestly like any other industry, it's okay if you're only doing a like a 75%. A certain amount of failure is right. part of the process. So right, so this is an attack, honestly, on uh, on our uh, Zelenga fashion. It's just an mm-hmm. attack on us. Like they've singled us out. Sure. M- most Kevlar vests don't stop bullets. Cause how many people have actually gone out and tested them, right? You right. don't know. Do you right. know how many Kevlar vests? Um, well, if I handed right. you 10 Kevlar vests, could you tell me which ones no, were gonna stop bullets? Of, co- right. of course, if you handed me 10 Kevlar vests, chances are, they're never going to be shot at. Exactly. They're so going to be like, out there in the field and no one's ever going to shoot that right. person. I think, honestly, a lot of uh, a lot of the lawsuit is being brought by other fashion industries who have adopted people and they've adopted mm. these children to rise up and then so, now, sue us. Now, does your company so. also adopt children, it being uh, legally a person? Not children who work for us. Right. We don't adopt because them. Because they're not American citizens. Right, so we can't. Right. Because um, I, I don't believe you can adopt someone who's not an American citizen. It's impossible. It's never right. been done. Yeah, it's I don't never. think you can. No, no certainly yeah. not. No, 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 yeah, certainly not. Right. No. So like, so you can't do that. So like, no, like, you know, we like to like every once in a while reach out and like, we'll help like, like, you know, a poor girl from like the countryside somewhere or like a city or like the suburbs. Wow. We'll like maybe be like, hey, you seem poor. And then we might like adopt her and like let her work for us for a little while in like the advertising side you of it. adopt if, or adapt her? Um, Both. Okay. We adopt her and then we adapt her. <laughs> so it's like kind of a, a, a double-sided coin. Yeah, and then sure. like we, so we like take her in and if they're, mm-hmm. if she's pretty, then we like put her in our ads. Oh, and so then nice. like we're like, don't worry, we don't Photoshop. Because like usually when they're young enough, you don't have to Photoshop their skin because it like, looks okay. Wow. Depending on how much they've been through. So... So interesting. You two are so interesting. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't cover your hobby, which is so interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, this zorbing hobby, yeah. I looked it up. It's when you get in one of those big clear mm-hmm. plastic balls and you're rolling down a hill. Like a hamster. Like a hamster. Mm-hmm. And how did you get into that? 
Well, I was making all these jokes with my friend Rhonda about how like life is such a rat race. And mm. then she was like, oh my God, you'll never guess. You can be in an actual rat race wow. um, like a hamster. So it's not so, just you up there. It's multiple people all rolling down the hill at once. Right. It's like actually a big thing for our company. Like a lot of us do it together. Again, it's like sometimes we let like the pretty kids that we've adopted who've like aged out of our advertising like be in it too and then we'll take photos for like our insta but mm-hmm. mostly like well if they're not pretty enough anymore that you can put them inside the bubble and then of course like from far away there's distortion, distortion. yeah there's distortion it's which like definitely a filter. it's like a real life filter right right mm-hmm. I got, you know how much i wish every day that i could put a real life filter on mm. most of the people i see mm-hmm. it oh, would be yeah. so nice like i should just get like glass do you know what i mean like i feel like i should get like distortion glasses that I, just like i downloaded the snapchat look. and it's mm. got those uh those rabbit ears those Oh my great. gosh! Yeah, yeah, have you seen those? Yeah, those are if fun. You just, like, walk around looking through Snapchat filters at the yeah, world. Definitely. That would be great so. Way to see the world. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like, a like augmented reality. I right. Think, I think we're not too far away from that. Yeah. So yeah, zorbing is fun. Well, that's exciting. Um, that's exciting. Well, I two? ran over a child. I'm sorry. I ran over a child. Uh, oh, in the ball. In the ball. I see. I. Not not in my car. I see. Okay. Don't don't put. I didn't run over anyone with my car. No, of course not. Ever. No. no. But, but if I, you did, if I did, it would we wouldn't not, it's not a big deal. Fight. Listen, listen, right, listen, right. listen, listen. Right. It's not a big deal if someone runs over a child because a child is legally a person. Right. And as long as that, what? And a car can also be legally a person. Sure. And as, I mean, as long as that so car it's is just a person running into a person. If it's running on unleaded gasoline. Oh definitely. Then it's all good. No, I just realized like the child that I ran over with my Zorb orb is actually Zorborb, my Zorb that. orb. Yeah, she was actually adopted by our company. So she might actually just be part of our company. That's just like, hit, so, that's just like punching no. your little brother. No or like big punching deal. yourself in the face. Yeah, same thing. Oh my gosh. Okay, great. So I feel great. I feel a lot better. Yeah, Thank you. Don't for, about oh that. my gosh. You've absorbed the, the child into your Zorb orb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adapt and adopt. Adapt and adopt. And then life is when really they're done, they're done. A beautiful cycle. Hey, That's D, life is a beautiful here. cycle. Well, uh, I thank you both for being our guests today. Oh no, you're thank s- you. You're so interesting. It's so fascinating. And this uh, this this process never gets less interesting for me. Great. Well, so, yes, on Proposition 42 in the state of California uh, on Tuesday, November uh 4th. Are you? Oh, yeah. I forgot plugs if you'd like oh, to lobby our audience. That's that's it right there. Okay. We're looking on people to get up for that. Thank uh, you. Any any plugs for you, Coco? Um, yes, definitely. Uh, we are coming out with our new line of training bras. They are oh. they're bralettes, um, which hmm. is usually just like a term for like a bra that's like less than a bra, but like like more fabric-y and like you're supposed to see it under your shirt. Sure. These are bralettes and they're specifically target marketed for like first day of kindergarten. And so wow. like they come out and uh, we sell them with a sheer shirt. Again, for those conservative moms who are like, no. Mm-hmm. But that's really what we're we're. Uh, launching that I think on December 15th right in time for like your uh, Christmas shopping but then you save it for back to school it's like a whole thing right. there's a big long campaign Fantastic. you can go to our website to see that conservative I'm, moms tough not to crack so not hard to, to deal tough with not, can't get them don't, <sighs> don't yeah. like fracking who knows why I um, I also look forward to the line of clothing you are incorporating some Kevlar into some of your the sheer children's shirts? clothing actually, which okay. uh, it might seem cynical but I, no, children need Kevlar real. these no, days no it's actually very true again part of the back to school marketing is like these sheer shirts also have some Kevlar threading so Maybe. like you never know is like part know. of our part of our slogan you never know and um, statistically speaking pr- they probably won't get shot in their schools and even if they do statistically right those Kevlar vests will probably work. And we did remove the circles that look like targets. We did take those oh, off because we thought about it and oh, we're good. like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. See, we think we do consider. Again, we're for the savvy shoppers. So. Sure, do, sure do. All right. Well, that's about all the time we have for today on The Corporation. I want to thank my guests for speaking with me and our listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review, and email me at deanardenfell at hotmail.com. As they say at HCM, we're interested in you. Cheers. Thanks. 
The Corporation is a presentation of Unicow Media. This episode was recorded at the studios of Vermont Comedy Club. Dean Ardenfell was played by Nathan Hartswick. Karsten Bentwood was played by Kevin Pinkowski. And Coco Griggs was played by Helena Morris. Listen to new episodes of The Corporation every Tuesday on iTunes and Spotify. For more information about shows, classes, and other great stuff, visit vtcomedy.com.